Hello, popsters. Um, we are talking about Ryan Murphy's adaptation of The Prom this week that recently came out on Netflix, starring the indomitable Meryl Streep, Nicole Kidman, Andrew Rannells, and James Gordon, Keegan Michael Key, Kerry Washington. Joe Ellen Pullman and Ariana DeBose. And um, I'm delightfully surprised. I am being joined by first time guest Susan Sandberg, another theater geek, musical theater geek, and friends, and a Star Wars aficionado, although we do not talk about her love for Star Wars and dedication to it, but. She does have the rebel tattoo on her upper chest as a true rebel that she is. Wonderful person, wonderful lady, wonderful friend. And already I'm going to apologize because we get our conversation a little bit cut short this week because there is some audio issues. I know we've had audio issues in the last couple weeks and I really, really apologize. Thank you for being patient. My staff of one, being me, is working on it. But um, please, if you have not done so already, go and check out The Prom on Netflix. It's worth checking out. It is based on the 2018 Broadway musical of the same name. I think I say 2016 in this podcast, so apologies. Also, check out popcultureperceptiony.com. If you have not gone on that website and check out some extra content I have out there, as well as the contributors page where you can learn a bit more about our guest this week, Susan Sandberg. So after this brief little commercial, we'll take you into the prom and some music from the prom. Hope you enjoy it. And I'll be talking to you soon.
I had told folks right before you came on that uh, my friend Susan Sandberg will be joining me. And one of the reasons why I asked you to come on to discuss this is because Susan, out of many of my friends, seems to have as much geeky love and knowledge for Broadway um, and for shows. Um, a little bit like um, Hannah, Hannah Storch is like that as well, as is my friend Christy Cruz. But um, for some reason, the moment I saw that they were doing the prom, I was like, I think Susan would be great to discuss this with. And I have, <laughs> I have really no idea why, because I know I knew nothing about this show except for I think I saw a Tony performance, maybe, mm-hmm. of the finale. Um, but that is it. I did not do any, I didn't listen to anything beforehand. I really try to go in as vacant as possible, which is hard for me because I usually geek out and say, I'm going to learn every single thing about this before I watch it. And then it's, it's not as organic. It, it's not, it's, it's a stupid thing to do. So um, I just, I wanted to, kind of share with you uh, because you just came on here and I had just played a clip from the film version which we are talking about that Mm -hmm. just premiered on Netflix 
on Friday. So um, asking you, Susan, did you come into this with any type of previous knowledge? Came in absolutely blank slate. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I maybe had heard like a song or two kind of on Spotify, one of those little mixes they make for you, but uh, mm-hmm. really knew nothing about it other than that. Yeah, which I, I, I'm like, I need to do a little bit more of that. I think it's for the nature of me having a podcast. Sometimes that's hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, and I'll be quite honest with you. And by the time this airs, um, by the time this podcast airs, the one in regards to the Grinch, I'm oh, just geez. calling it the Grinch, not so live experience. <laughs> oh my. Aired, um, and um, I spoke with, our mutual friend Luke Wayner about this and it was a really not a great experience for me um on many levels and I was like wow I'm really just back to back I'm I'm trying to have some type of musical experience and I'm real scared I'm real scared I I I I stepped in trepidatiously with this after um I experienced whatever that was whatever the Grinch was yes <laughs> and Did what you... a pleasant surprise this was after oh, that. It was it was like drinking water for the first time after that. Oh and that and that was my thing. I'm like, I don't know if this is just I just love this or if I am so thirsty for something that is making me feel happy after some sort of pleasant theater experience <laughs> to remind us why we love this art form so much <laughs> right exactly um because and again there was some things against what i would say always uh there were some things that were going to be in favor with it being in a film format you know mm-hmm. you somebody some reviewer had put well it is it has that glee touch to it. And it does because it's Ryan Murphy. Well, exactly. It's Ryan Murphy. It's a movie musical. Right. I mean, it's <laughs> it's spectacular to watch. I mean, it's truly dazzling. There's so many sequins within the first, I would say, 20 minutes that you're blind. I and... had that very same thought in like the opening number. <laughs> wow. Was there like some sort of dress code where everyone was required to wear sequins? And that, and, and you know, because I have not seen the Broadway version, I don't know if they are dressed like that. Because for people who don't know, it it really starts off back and forth between um, the perspective of a high school senior who is gay and is kind of at a crossroads with her school PTA because. She wants to go to the prom with her girlfriend. And so this drama is happening. And then in New York, <laughs> there's a premiere for what is the musical? Oh, um, Eleanor, Eleanor! Exclamation point. <laughs> Eleanor! Exclamation point about Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, with, you know, two uber Broadway stars who come out of it you know, talking to the press and filled with, you know, wearing sequins, feeling very, very wonderful about their opening night. And it, it descends very quickly. <laughs> the reviews come out 
And it's pretty much the reviews are reflective of these people are so unlikable. Mm-hmm. They've they've gotten essentially so big for their britches, so out of touch. Um, so you have these two. That's how these conflicts are opening up. And the amount of sequins. Uh, Meryl Streep plays the top diva, Dee Dee, and she is in a. Oh, she is a great mixture of like so many Broadway divas. Oh like, my She's gosh. got the pantsuit of like Eliza Minnelli, and she's got. You know, I it's not even Lapone because Lapone is just way too frank and more honest. She's this woman is just so over the top, like just putting on an act. But she's, I mean, marvelous to look at. Oh truly. yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, and you know, James Gordon, which let's put a pin in that because I I feel like he's like going to be the most divisive person. We'll circle back to him. Yes. Circle back to him, and he's playing. FDR in it um and they've they've worked together before you can tell so Mm -hmm. that's really how it's starting off and I mean immediately you you are just I mean it is an explosion of color frankly wherever wherever the Broadway troupe is from when they're in New York and when they show up in Indiana yes it's just like oh my god ryan murphy like you can just ryan murphy was just rolling around and in all of this in heaven this was exactly Um, like glee to an extreme like all the dazzle that were the glee musical numbers correct yes yeah and you know the things that are completely you know glee with each musical number brought you into essentially a fantasy sequence Mm -hmm. and i mean this very much does that as well um, which is great and they, it does it effectively I will say that um, and I didn't expect to like I honestly like I like all of the music I wasn't expecting that I was expecting a couple songs that I was like I just don't like that song I just yeah. don't like that. and I was like I was thoroughly I, I thoroughly liked all of it um, like all of the music mm-hmm. which is a shocker to me another thing you know again i just got done watching the grunge (laughs) which i was like for shame i know that i know that you know theaters put this up around christmas time to make some money to draw the kids in but our kids are our kids are better than that. I mean, our kids deserve better than that. I'm just gonna say that. I will I will put it out there that I did watch The Grinch with Matilda, and even 11 year old sweet Matilda left about halfway through. <laughs> oh, my, Matilda is Susan's daughter. Folks do not know this, and that says it all. Uh, because your child seems very hopeful and loves Christmas, mm-hmm. um, and and loves musicals, loves theater. Yes. yes. So. Um, to me that's the that's a good test right there um yeah it was it was pretty tough so this was a nice switch yeah so what did you what were your first thoughts about because i thought they delivered like the snark and just the like I, I I thought Meryl was fantastic. Oh, Meryl was wonderful. Of, yeah, of playing that character of 
we are doing this for my reputation. Because they they literally find a cause. These these Broadway stars on the decline find a cause to latch onto so they can rehab their image. Yes. It has nothing to do really with this very genuine struggle this poor girl is going through. No, it's at her school. Purely it's all self-serving. <laughs> yeah. Purely self-serving. Yeah. And I I loved I really did. I love that aspect. I love the aspect of whenever you're going to like we're going to absolutely make fun of who we are and how out of touch we are as theater people living in New York, you know, making large pronouncements. I think there's one line that James Gordon says that I read three quarters of this article and I was ready. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I didn't even bother to read the entire article online, but it appealed to me and I'm very gay and I'm going to go and teach all of you hayseeds a lesson you know exactly. like exactly yes yeah. it was very I read the headline the headline resonated with me and now I am going to educate you all <laughs> right so who were your thoughts in um as I said before we wrote James Gordon and Merrill mm-hmm. which I do I do well I I really never envisioned um before in my life oh, frankly sharing a screen but <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I, it's 2020, and I don't know what's well, going on anymore. Well, Teresa, this is the second time they've been in a musical together. They were in uh, Into the Woods. Oh, shit. You're right. Well, that just occurred to me, too, when you were saying I never envisioned ah. them sharing a screen. I was like, well, they've actually, I just remember they've done this before. Oh, my gosh. He's the baker. Yeah, oh, yeah, my gosh. She was the witch. And, okay, so what are your thoughts Here's my thing, because I know people are going to dissect this apart. Well, first of all, people aren't going to be happy because James Gordon isn't. It's become very problematic for some people. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's necessarily problematic, but that is my opinion Mm -hmm. that James Gordon is a straight man playing a gay man. Um, I think people are just tired of James Gordon and they're kind of like it's a bit of a fatigue. But I don't think he's horrible on this. I I think, I don't know if I just set the bar so low in my expectations based on what everyone was saying about him and kind of previous experience with him in these movie musicals. I mean, the last thing I saw him in was, was Cats. <laughs> um. Okay, again, again, though, I can't believe I'm defending James Gordon, <laughs> but I will defend James Gordon because... Cats was not his fault. I feel like he he came there and he did what he was told to do. That I don't think any I don't think anybody could win in that. Uh, well, Cats is a whole whole other. That's discussion. a whole other story. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily yeah. disagree with you, but what he that was just a little. <laughs> Um, it was not good. No. It was not good. There could have been other choices made. And there could have been other direction mm-hmm. given to him to make other choices. Agreed. But in, in this, like I said, I don't know if I went in just with super low expectations based on what everybody was saying. But I I liked him in this part. Yeah. I, I thought he did a good job. I 
didn't mind him. I think if the James Corden um, fatigue, as you put it so so wonderfully, wasn't there, I think we would maybe be hearing more praise for him for this. I don't know. I it's just problematic that he's a straight guy playing gay. I don't love yeah. that. But I didn't. I didn't think it was as bad as everybody was saying. I don't. I didn't love that either but I also didn't feel like he was coming off as a caricature Mm -hmm. I just didn't I know how that um you know that character is written a certain way and I didn't I didn't feel like it was this character you know over the top performance at the beginning it is but I think it needs to be because everybody is at that all of the actors are at that frequency. Yes. They're all performing. Mm-hmm. They're all being performative, especially when they, you know, show up in Indiana to save the world, you know, because they're liberals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Andrew Randall says, <laughs> we're liberals from Broadway. <laughs> I was dying. Um, but I didn't. And I, I think I have a longer, a weirder and longer history with James Gordon because I, I at one time lived with a British man mm-hmm. who I adore. Hello, Luke. I hope you're Luke Powell. I hope you're listening <laughs> to this. Um, I don't know if he is, but he turned me on to a lot of British um, comedies that I was not mm-hmm. aware of. And there was this really charming it's a great show i think it's on a netflix or hulu um a great show called ned and stacy um about two about this it was really the primary focus is this one couple ned and stacy but their best friends are the true comedy relief and their best friend his best friend is james who is just like he's kind of like a loud stupid bloke <laughs> who says inappropriate things he's um you know he's kind of awful but also lovable and he'll do anything for his best mate mm-hmm. you know and he starts a relationship with Stacy's best friend even though they hate each other it's like a love-hate thing so it's I kind of knew about him and knew about him with yeah. that and um and I mean, before he got the talk show and everything, he had gotten a Tony Award. I don't, it wasn't for the History Boys, but it was for another show. Um, so he's got the chops. I think it's because we've been inundated as Americans with like the carpool karaoke, yeah. and you can see him four or five nights a week. And, um, I don't know. I don't have as much of a problem. Again, I do not think cats help. <laughs> matters. <laughs> I don't think cats help I... anyone, to be quite honest. <laughs> not really. It, it did not benefit m- many people. Um, and and that's, that's just a lesson to be learned when you sign on for projects. But um, I was I was very moved by <laughs> that last when he was singing to his little see this worked for me this with him singing with his younger self yes at the prom i was crying as opposed to the grinch 
when we had young <laughs> Max, we had older Max played by the amazing Dennis O'Hare, who I love, oh, man. and um, younger Max played by Boo Boo Stewart. And I said, I don't know if this is a fever dream. I don't know what's happening. Do they see each other? Yeah. Um, that, that felt very weird, but this felt very genuine, genuine. And, and touching I mean, and just very heartfelt. Yes. Exactly. I mean, give me your thoughts because, okay, first off, first off, do we know, is was that all Meryl's voice? Or was there vocal oh. support because of my God? I, mean, I assumed it was all her, but I didn't do any like research in. I didn't it, either. She's I phenomenal. Got... I didn't know she could she could belt like that. Well, I mean, I know she sang in mm-hmm. other things, don't get me wrong, but I think Mama Mia is my and maybe it is the music of ABBA that does not lend to such belting. Um, but I was not I was not prepared for that. I mean, there is that song that is pretty much called I'm a, it has something about her belting in it. Um, I think it's when she shows up. Oh, yes. That number's amazing. Oh, showstopper. Right, Which, right off the bat. Yeah. Showstopper. I was like, this, I want to watch this number over and over and over again. She is captivating. Oh, and just so hilarious. Oh. So many laugh out loud moments just in that song. Oh, the timing. Yeah. She, I mean, just the comedic timing is, she's just so freaking great. But the person I was a little puzzled by, I don't know how you feel. And I love Nicole Kidman. Oh, oh. But, but I was like, why was she there? Is she doing in this movie? My whole thing was this character, aging mm-hmm. showgirl, great. She looks like a girl that's been in the Fosse Corps. For oh, 100%. Years. She was spot on in appearance for this. Yes. Yes. But I'm like, it's like she didn't. She did approach it in such a weird, subtle way with mm-hmm. little things. And I was like, you either got to really go for it or not. Well, that. And I was. Yeah, that part. Do you know yes, what I mean? That part in. I'm trying. I was trying to envision it as a stage show as I was watching the movie. <clears throat> and I can just see that being such an over the top, like, ditzy. Yeah. Ingenue kind of thing that. Yeah, it just didn't read in in a movie version. Right. Like, she wasn't going hard enough with it. Because I'm like, she's supposed to be much funnier than this. And there was little parts where I'm like, that's mm-hmm. funny. But I'm like, I'm like, she is literally a hard-living chorus girl. Yes. That's yes. what she is. Who is getting long in the tooth. And keeps on watching them bring celebrities in, like your freaking Erica Janes and God knows who. That was great. That whole line about I Chicago. I still wanted them to name how they drop just, Erica Jane just for the movie. So did I. Because <laughs> you know, you know very well, there is a line for people who haven't watched this yet, not to, you know, give great lines out. But it's so dead on because 
Nicole Kidman's character has been in the chorus of Chicago. Chicago, which has been running forever. I don't even know how many years. What, 15 at this point? Six later than that. that, I I mean, it'd been on for a while before the movie came out. For a long... Yeah. Yeah. So it's been running for a very, very long time. And her character is always a chorus girl, never Mm -hmm. the lead. And she's making jokes at the beginning that she's like, well, I quit. They're like, what's going on with yours? Like, I quit Chicago tonight. They're, you know, they they brought Tina Louise in, who is a hundred, who's a zillion years old from <laughs> Gilligan's Island. And to play Roxy Hart. And she's like, I'm never going to get it. I'm never. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm sure that this is something taken from real life. Because you have got to think about those chorus oh my gosh and how they how infuriating it has to be i'm sorry erica jane i would be i'd be infuriate i it would be infuriating you're like i know this i know every movement of this choreography up down right and left and i've been ready to go on for 10 years and you just gave it to here comes erica girardi here comes Erica Girardi. Well, no longer Girardi soon. Oh man. Um, yeah, isn't that true? But you know, it's because it started off, especially with Chicago at first, it was like it was Broadway actors in that role. And then it just started to become a revolving door. Oh yeah. Of God just knows who. you know, shoehorn whoever in there, whoever will get, you know, butts in the seats. I mean, That's Lisa right. Rinna has that... been Roxy Hart for crying out loud. <clears throat> yeah, which I was always like, does Lisa? I mean, we know she dances on her Instagram. <laughs> oh boy, does post. she dance! <laughs> boy, does she dance? Yeah, I, it's yeah, it's it's a real step down, but it is that was like kind of a great line. So it kind of gave me this idea of like, oh, she's going to be really over the top but instead she felt kind of and maybe this was a choice like she felt kind of like she was stoned like she had taken half a nebutal and she was just like i'm like is she she was very calm and just very quiet and yeah like you forgot she was there half the time until she showed up and you know sang her one big yeah and And she had that cute number with the mm-hmm. Emma character, which was cute. Um, and, you know, I'm never not unpleased to see Andrew Rannells. I feel like he shows up and I'm 20% happier no matter exactly. what he does. Exactly. Even even though that song is, though, I love the, I love the um, music of the song, but the lyrics are absolutely which one's this is this the mall one the bible one essentially essentially like all of these and it felt it felt so okay so i feel like the year they're they're it's not like this is 2010 this is you know blah 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 this is supposed to be Mm -hmm. present day and i know this is indiana but poor Indiana. <laughs> God, I mean, at least it, at least it wasn't Ohio, which we usually. Oh, but get we we got pulled in too. I mean, <laughs> oh, of course. I mean, always. But like, 
this footloose-like town in which every single one of these students is... I understand that they really wanted prom, but I'm like, we have no other allies for Emma at all. They were all just terrible. Oh, truly awful. Yeah, like you're saying, it's not 2010. I mean... The internet is a thing, and yes, okay, Indiana is probably not the most gay-friendly place to to grow up, but no one in that school? They were all just purely evil cheerleaders and football players? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I was, and then lemmings that just followed the, you know, because they were going to, you know, due to the whole prom, prom is so fucking important important there. Oh, man. That anyone who crosses will be uh, removed. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know that the story itself, so this, the story of the prom um, was inspired by a true story that happened oh, really? in 2010 in Mississippi. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, there was, a, and it was in okay. Mississippi. So yeah, in the Bible yeah. Belt. So I feel that, and it was mm-hmm. 10 years ago. And believe it or not, that's a lot that that for that for these types of issues oh, yeah. is a lifetime. I think so too. I think. Uh, I think of I just think of how attitudes have luckily for the mm-hmm. for the most part, and in spite of our last couple years of a very scary administration, um, how they have progressed in regards to trans mm-hmm. folks. In, in, res- in response to their representation and what have you. And that's just been in the last mm-hmm. couple years. So I'm thinking like 2010 in Mississippi. Now this girl, she ended up, she ended up going to the Supreme Court, you know, and suing the school. So there was no happy dance <laughs> near the end. You know what I mean? It, it, it went where they to... all came together and magically loved each other. Correct. Oh, and right, and there there was a lot. Like I still ate ate the porridge mm-hmm. that they were giving me. I'm like, listen, I know this is, I know you just can't have Andrew Randall show up at the mall <laughs> and magically change all this uh, conditioning and, these children. Have although, gone ma- I mean, but I don't. Maybe, maybe if Andrew Randall does show up and he has like. The cast of the non-equity <laughs> Godspell with him as backup. Maybe it is that powerful. I mean, that was a remarkable oh, number. Yes. With the fountains. And uh, I was like, good God. And that is the thing with <laughs> Ryan Murphy's going to throw everything oh my gosh, yeah, in there. All the musical numbers. I mean, there was clearly no expense spared. We were going to make the biggest sets. We were going to have the biggest choreography and you know yeah just (laughs) I mean I yeah I mean it was just like listening to the lyrics of it it was like what what year are these Mm -hmm. kids from like like good god he's like well you know there I'm like no there's there's got to be some gray yeah children yes in here and i mean i think you were supposed to see that i guess when she was singing her <clears throat> she was singing her song that she wrote over the internet which was very moving and it showed all the kids that were who were like, feeling the same you know, way she was yeah feeling the same way which i thought that was yeah moving 
Um, I would like to see how that's done on stage. Um, but I was, um, how did you feel? I don't know if you realize it, but the, so the Alyssa mm-hmm. character who is her love interest, who is a cheerleader and is on the down low. Her mother is also president of the PTA pr- played um, against type. Oh my, yes. <laughs> oh my. Um, okay, Carrie Washington. Um, um, but she's played by Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose famously known as one of the dancers and the bullet in Hamilton. For some people, if you have had the opportunity to watch the uh, film version of Hamilton on Disney yeah. Channel, Disney Plus. Have you? Did you notice that was, yeah, her? That was her? No, at all. Yeah, she's so yeah. unrecognizable yeah. with her hair down because you you are so used to seeing like the curls, and she looks so well, much that's younger. Exact- I totally bought her as a, a high school <laughs> senior, so yeah, I didn't even pick up. On oh that. yeah. Like, these mm-hmm. girls look young. The Emma and the Alyssa character, I will say that. I was like, they look pretty young. And um, Ariana DeBose is actually, she's playing Maria, I think. And, you know, Steven oh, Spielberg, yes. Spielberg is doing the West Side Story. Um, I'm pretty sure she's she's either Maria or Anita. She's one of the two. <laughs> so it's one of the two. <laughs> But something is telling me it's Maria. She's having a big, big um, year then. Yeah. She's having a big year. A big year in a weird time. Um, but I was I was I was surprised mm-hmm. by her. I don't know why I was surprised by her. I guess maybe it's like, oh well, I've never really heard her sing before. You know, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, this is yes. exciting that she just doesn't move. I, I can I can hear her sing. <laughs> Um, and the prom situation, the prom situation in which there's a, um, it's just so horrible. It was awful. And I have so many Uh, questions about how they executed this, (laughs) like how they did this, how they, because especially if you're thinking most schools, most most schools, I know that my school, when we had dances, not necessarily the prom because, but this school, they were apparently the prom was mm-hmm. going to be in the gym. And a lot of times school schools do not have the proms in gyms anymore, but we have other dances. So we would have like our Sadie Hawkins dance yeah. in our homecoming oftentimes. Uh, and but we would have weeks, like Saturdays that we were you know, putting together decorations. So much prep things. work that goes into this. Yeah. Like that. A lot of a lot of prep work. I know I was on the student council and it was a lot of work. It was a lot of Saturdays. A lot of work. So it was like, so they just <laughs> Carrie Washington got her little PTA soldiers in there and they just rented out the Elks Club <laughs> and left and they left everything as is in there. That's what was so sad. So there was just decorations. They, so I have so many questions about, okay, so they, they decorated exactly. Money they wise. They decorated the gym and everything because they were going to let her have her prom. And then they had, where did they get the money right. to have this fantastic second prom 
at another location just so that this this poor little lesbian doesn't get to come to prom like I don't no explanation whatsoever I was like there must be a private gay hating donor um it's not Carrie Washington she's a single mom so I'm like the money's not coming from her so she she must have found some Mm -hmm. angel donor who hated gay people um or associated with the church that she belongs to to do that because they make such a big deal out of when Emma's like we're going to have another dance Mm -hmm. like well there's no money there's no money which makes sense that from the school that you know we spent money on decorations and lighting Mm -hmm. and things like that for that night that no one came to but then when Carrie Washington comes back in she's like well, you can't have it. I'm like, where is now? Where is this money coming from? And where are these rules? I don't know what these rules are. I still felt like Principal, um, what is his name? It's Keegan Michael. Oh, oh my gosh, he was delightful. Um, oh, what was his name? He was great, Keegan Michael. Yes, Principal Hawkins. Um, when he was like, well, it's not a school event, and I'm like, yeah, but Principal Hawkins, you're on school property. I mean, first there's waivers that need to be signed i feel especially and also you're inviting children in god knows who in from the entire state okay i guess we all just had to be in a fantasy got exactly suspend that disbelief along um, with you know (laughs) oh my goodness yeah i mean i mean they that second prom was or maybe the third was it the third prom by the time it's, it's at the end, it's like prom. the third they, prom. They really. threw the, the fake prom in the gym, then the, the secondary prom at a second location. Yes. And now, the, yes, this is the third prom in this movie. Yes. And I did think there were the scenes between Emma and Alyssa. Emma and Alyssa were very touching, yes. beautiful, real. Um, with the one girl frozen and not feeling like she can come out at all while the other one's like well Mm -hmm. I've been out for a while my family's already disowned me my grandmother's raising me which was like I'm like that's heartbreaking and I was pretty shocked that they didn't find a way to bring oh I was I was fully expecting it at the end I was waiting I was waiting for that instead we got James Gordon's mother Played by Tracy Allman, which I'm With like okay, so much like I'll take it. like aging makeup and stuff on. I didn't recognize so, her. I was like, she looks familiar. Horrible who wig, a bad wig. Look up who it was. <laughs> I'm like, this is a British thing. They know each other, you know, because they're both Brits. I'm like, there's something, there's something here with this, uh, which I'm fine with. But I'm like, the, I was a little. I got to be persnickety. And again, I think it's just how these characters are written. But like the shitty kids who have like elaborate prom oh, proposals. What are those called? Promposals. I was, I was never proposed to. I, this is, I'm going to die without <laughs> ever being proposed to, I guess. But my God. Oh my God. Lots well, of live yeah. up to you with that. Um, post on Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus. I mean, truly one dimensional. Well, yeah, they awful were just characters. pure evil until like, they weren't pure evil anymore. 
because of Andrew Rannells and his Malsong. rousing <laughs> church revi- church revivalist exactly. tambourine number. Which, listen, if anyone's going to deliver it, have it be him. Who I do think Andrew Rannells comes from a pretty like conservative Christian mm-hmm. background, if I'm correct. So he probably had lots of fun with it. Oh. Um, and I love him. God, I love him. I, I watch him and it just reminds me of why I stuck with <laughs> girls for so long. Because the show up that yes. Andrew Rannells was on, Jesus Christ, talk about making every scene better. Just his interactions with Hannah, like, God, oh you're God. so good, Andrew Rannells. Um, just so good. So the I was I was a little bit of oh, that third prom was fabulous. Like I want to go to it that. It was so pretty I want to go and to just that looked prom. like so much fun. And oh, I love a big choreographed dance number where everyone magically knows the steps. <laughs> yes. No, it reminded him. I know you're going to know or going to guess. Did it remind you of a certain she's movie. all that? <laughs> yes. We just needed Usher to be the DJ. <laughs> yes! I'm like, oh where's Usher? Where's Usher? Where's Matthew oh, Lillard? Get some Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and Freddie Prince Jeez. Oh, gosh. That makes me so happy. Which I have heard a rumor that they may I be remaking. She's all that. I it with TikTok stars. <laughs> I have heard that as well. We'll just get yeah. It's it'll probably it'll probably do great. I'm sure you know probably do great. With her hair in a ponytail and some glasses that she takes off halfway through, and there you go. (laughs) That's all you need. It's like look at that transformation. It's upsetting. It's truly upsetting. But I was like, I was like, they all know this choreography. I mean, Terry Washington knew the choreography. Kerry Washington <laughs> in that extremely sequined number that she pulled out of the closet. And, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> let us discuss though. I mean, I do want every one of Meryl mm-hmm. Streep's outfits. She has a yellow cape. She's dressed up as a Mardi Gras float <laughs> at one point. She's in like yellow and purple for one of her many numbers a number to you know bring yes. keegan michael key yes. back to her side which because he is enamored like how's that relationship gonna work someone someone tell me we know that andrew randall's the drama teacher the drama teacher because we the reason why these kids are awful is because there is no drama program. I did think that was funny. Oh um, that yeah. was I, I pretty I did get a, funny. a good laugh out of that one. That they lack empathy because there's no drama department. I mean listen, it's no, not completely no in wrong. fact I kind of had a laugh and then nodded in my head, like, yeah, yeah, you guys all should be in drama because you'd learn yep. a lot and you'd be better people. Yeah. A lack of arts, mm-hmm. a lack of arts in the school is, you know, this poor teacher, he's saving all his money to go see Broadway in the summer or on breaks. 
<laughs> but no, you would you would think the principal would be inspired of maybe we could get a drama program. Well, that principal here, but oh, is no. like the only oh. one running the school. Did we see any other staff members at that school? Like, were there any teachers or anything even in the background? I feel like it was the principal and the students, and that's it. <laughs> you make a good point. There is absolutely no other administration um, at that school. That, that that also could be a problem. <laughs> a lack of teachers. <laughs> a lack of teachers at this school. Yeah, I was... Um, I don't know. I... I was a little bit you know, it, it's that whole, it's that whole like uh, thing at the end, that whole very cute, sweet Broadway musical thing of like, now everybody mm-hmm. is fine, and we have cured exactly no more bigotry, bigotry, no more homophobia in this town. I, none. I mean, I was at least glad that Kerry Washington was like, listen, that we was have a lot her. To talk about. I feel like they could have really just minimize that part and made it very like not giving her any depth at all and in that ending number I did I mean I I started crying I think that they she with the material yeah. she was given really made something of it like okay we're not perfect we're not there right. yet but we're gonna get there because I love you and you're my daughter right and hopefully my husband will come back. I'm like, okay, so this is the root of all of it. This is, I'm like, it's still yeah. fun. You did yes. notice that. You did notice that. It really comes down to her failure, her feeling like she's a yeah. failure because the husband has left them. <laughs> and it's like, Jesus Christ. Exactly. Let Stop. your daughter be gay. Stop projecting let all your, of daughter your, be your gay. feelings of shortcomings and stuff onto your child and just let her, let her be her. Right. Uh, I mean, so do you think, do you think Ryan Murphy is getting too much power on Netflix? Your thoughts? Because right now, Ryan Murphy has a lot of real estate on both Netflix and on FX. And that's just, that's just too, that's just too big areas. There's he's got some sort of power over all of Hollywood, it seems like. And I don't necessarily get it. Like I really enjoyed this. And I usually enjoy like the first half of all of his other projects. And I'm not caught up on everything. Like I haven't seen any of Pose yet. And right. I've heard that that's great. Um, but like I feel like I get halfway through a season of any of his television shows. And then all of a sudden, it's like, this is, you're trying to do too much here. And. Oh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. his, um, that's his MO. I mean, that's every, that is every season. And believe me, I have watched every season oh, God bless of you. American Horror Story. <laughs> and, and it's been hard to get it again. Once I'm halfway through, it's usually by, yeah. by the fifth episode. It is a chore because. And I say this for even for the mm-hmm. first season, which was the strong, the strongest and least probably least yes. complicated. He he adds he adds so many characters, so many elements, and so many storylines, and then he 
dips it. It's like a big ice cream cone that he dips in a bunch of mm-hmm. style mm-hmm. stylistic choices. So that you're like, there is so many good ideas independently. But now we have too many and it's like nothing no, is he getting has, executed he he super well. Ideas. And he just he like follows them almost like too much he adds too many details and then he has no way to wrap everything up so he just kind of drops it all oh no Mm -hmm. like the hotel season which had gagan um who i loved as the countess she was wonderful vampire as a vampire countess which yes she was wonderful and she was great but her storyline connected with all of the other storylines i'm like what is this season about is this season about you know you know mourning your child or lost or there was like and then there was a whole like oh my god i'm like uh, yeah situation there There was was, so much going on there was so much stuff going on that i'm like if you literally cut out one quarter of this Ryan Murphy and focused more on, mm-hmm. you could do three elements in this, three major characters with her being mm-hmm. one of them. You have a tight shell, but he can't do that. Like, and it's so usually people are known in his shows for the, I always say the yes. performances and not the show itself. Like that, he did mm-hmm. recently, he did that show Hollywood. Which was like a fantasy retelling of Golden Age of Hollywood, where, you know, a black actress ends up getting a prominent lead role and a gay couple, a male, you know, Rock Hudson is able to come out of the closet. Yeah. It, is a, it is a true, true fantasy based on some real people. And it's like a pretty mess to watch. <laughs> It's like, there's so, it's so incongruent, but it's like, well, Patty Lapone's in this and I can't stop watching her. And it, it's kind of like that, like yeah. they did Ratchet. It was gorgeous yeah. to watch, but I'm like, this is exactly. a hot mess. Like, this is such a hot mess. Why do I, and I, but I, it's like, um, very consumable trash. It's like a <laughs> Twinkie. Like I yeah. know there's nothing in that Twinkie, but I, but sometimes I just want a Twinkie. And I want to turn off the part of my brain that says, you're better than this. And there's better qualities out there. And you just yeah. are like, you know, and it's it's a scale. It's a definite scale. Like he has some things that, and I found when he, when he is not directly directing mm-hmm. it, like when he's like the executive producer, but he's not. So the reason why I think Pose works so well is because he has a, like, Janet Mock, who um, Mm -hmm. I believe is trans, is, she's a, she's really the creative force. He really turned it over to her. So it has, it's, it's rooted in a lot more truth, even though you have the fantasy element of the ballroom scenes there, which, which are much more fantastical than what that what they really are um you have that element but the stories themselves ring much truer and he did the the falsy verdin and i thought i thought that was by far one of the mm-hmm. better like character pieces 
where he wasn't having to he didn't like lose yeah. these characters in this story. It was like this is really about them and but he worked one king's universal life's no dress rehearsal when people find a scapegoat to condemn we went big yet we've blown it well i guess i should 